This episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast is brought to you by my friends at Founders Brewing. Why? Because it's KBS week and uh, we're going to talk about KBS here in a second. And since uh, I've had the pleasure of trying KBS on more than one occasion, I want to shout out to one of the greatest beers on planet Earth that is out today. So we will talk about that and some other stuff, maybe even South by Southwest, next on the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, welcome to episode 37 of Everything is Marketing. A big week if you like craft beer as KBS has been uh, been released as of today. You will have to do some searching for it, but that to me is part of the fun. The uh, founders' KBS party was on Saturday, and they are actually today at South by Southwest doing uh, a little KBSing uh, in Austin, Texas, which is exciting. I, and I, I said this on Twitter this week, and this is why I want to talk about this beer, is um, there was a, a, a store in town here that was tweeting out this weekend that they're going to have some KBS. So please come by and get your KBS from them. And somebody else said, oh, I can't wait. I've never tried it. And I, I immediately said, hey, uh, if I get some and you don't get some, keep in touch on Twitter because I think everybody should try this thing. And that is really what I like about KBS Week is your ability. I don't keep what most people in the craft beer universe call a beer seller. And it's not because um, I'm not nerdy enough because I like a lot of nerdy beers, which is cool, but I really, really, really want to share it. And I was with a, a friend, his name's Jason, we were talking about craft beer, and I don't know if I've told this story before, but he said the best time to share beer with somebody, they come over and they look in your refrigerator and they say, I've never tried that before. That is the perfect time to open that beer or try that beer or enjoy that beer with somebody who uh, uh, has not had a chance to sample it, even if you have. So that's kind of how I approach my seller aspect is I don't really save anything. I just want to share all of that stuff and have those experiences. And so that's why I talk about this week in this regard. Super excited for people at South by Southwest to try KBS. I think that'll be awesome. And it's a great look. Founders uh, obviously has a 30% stake. There's a company in Spain that now has a 30% stake in Founders. So they want to get across the planet and start sharing their amazing beers with everybody on planet Earth, which most brands would like to do. Here is the problem with this week, though, is once the distributors get KBS and start dropping it off at liquor stores, you lose a little bit of control over the brand, and that kind of sucks. Not necessarily for founders, because I think most people are smart enough to know what's happening here, but last year when I went about this time, obviously, to go look for KBS, I stumbled across a new uh, liquor store that's down the street from my house. And it's a smaller liquor store, but they usually have some really, really good beer, specifically uh, the Omegang brand um, out of Brooklyn that they do all of the Game of Thrones beers, which are kind of fun. Twice a year, spring and fall, there's a, a release that mirrors the show on HBO. So they usually have a lot of that stuff I like to go there. And so when KBS came out, I thought I would stop by. And I happened to stop by on the day that they got the delivery. So there was a couple boxes of KBS there. And I said, hey, do you have any KBS? And he looks me in the eye as I'm looking at the box of KBS. And he tells me, no, I don't have any KBS. But if you would like to buy a six-pack or more of Founders, I can put your name in a hat. And then we're going to draw for those names. And you'll have the opportunity to buy two bottles of KBS once we pull your name out of the hat. Now, never mind in the state of Michigan, I'm pretty sure, like 92,000% sure, that that's not even close to legal. 
it also is terrible, terrible, terrible customer service. Because if you are in any craft beer circles or hang out with people who are much smarter than about craft beer than I am, you know that part of the fun is traveling around and trying to get this stuff. To, you can either put it in your cellar or share it with friends or have a theme party or whatever it is that you want to do with the product. The search is part of it. It's like comic books. You know, when you're looking for the variant cover of uh, Darth Vader issue three part of the fun is finding out does vault of midnight in grand rapids have it does vault of midnight in uh ann arbor have it do they have it in new york city where do they have it and how can i get this variant because that's part of the fun of collecting that's why people collect for the search aspect and so when a brand steps in meaning this liquor store and goes oh yeah i mean you know i know you're putting the legwork in but no i mean and i'm sitting on a box of KBS, but you don't actually see the KBS. I'm going to make you jump through all of these hoops uh, in order to get this beer. I don't go back. In fact, I haven't been back in a year. Uh, that's why I tell the story. Because I, I just thought it was such a terrible way to treat somebody who was going to buy the product that I, I just I can't stop telling the story about why it's the wrong thing to do. I totally understand if you're a liquor store or a party store or somebody who gets KBS and limits the amount that people will buy. I know I've got a friend who argues with me all the time that you sh- if you want to buy all of the KBS, you should be allowed to do that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Scarcity is part of the fun of KBS and some of the rarer stuff uh, out there from whatever, if you like Dark Lord or whatever, the scarcity is part of the fun. And I think breaking the things up so that more people can experience the beer, whatever that beer is, if it's a a unique brand of New Holland or if it's uh, Beer Camp from Sierra Nevada, limiting the amount of uh, stuff that people can buy so more people can enjoy it, I think is a totally fine branding aspect, especially if you want to be, let's say, the thought leader in the craft beer space. I, I think that's totally something that you are able to do. What I don't think you should be able to do is physically stop people from buying the product when they can see it just because you want to upsell them something that is not necessarily related. Because at the time, the founders that they had was something that I I wouldn't normally drink. And so I did last year buy the six-pack of founders, put my name in a hat, and was never called again because I expected I wouldn't. What I expected to happen is that they have a key group of clientele that come in that are friends with them that they will save the beers for, pretend that they're doing this, and then sell it to those people. I totally expected that to happen, and that's, that's likely, uh, if I can do supposition for a second, likely what happened. And regardless of what happened, I, I didn't get any, and I won't go back because, again... When you're dealing with something that's a collectible, part of the fun is the search for it. And when you find it and you're physically looking at it and you're told that you can't have it, you feel like a three-year-old and you don't want to go to that brand uh, ever again. Uh, Other couple interesting notes from South by Southwest. You may have seen the photos over the weekend uh, that Marlboro is out there again. They've been out there a couple times. um, And and it's interesting, though, as they try as a brand, regardless of what you've feel about cigarettes or smoking, and there's a fair amount of feelings out there on on both of them, Um, it's interesting to watch this brand have to reinvent itself, both in the wake of the fact that people are getting smarter about their health and lots and lots of people are uh, running away from smoking, not taking up smoking to begin with, or switching to e-cigarettes. It's interesting to watch them try and... um, tout the branding aspect of you know whatever it's their black series so whatever version of smoking that is it's interesting to watch a brand that that the younger millennials are are kind of running away from try and reinvent itself in a sphere of influence like south by southwest where you can really get some oomph behind your brand of being unique at being by south or at south by southwest say that five times fast so watch that stuff and also watch meerkat 
all eyes are on Meerkat this week as lots of people are doing stuff by, from South by Southwest. The cell service must suck there because a lot of the streams over the weekend weren't very good. The um, the Walsh and Ver- Vaynerchuk uh, keynote was, it was very hard to watch just because the cell service there isn't very good. Why I think you should watch it, though, is because... With Periscope still in beta, it's not on Twitter yet. You're not having native video happening on Twitter yet. You are, however, still able to do Meerkat broadcast, and lots of people are doing lots of Meerkat broadcasts. As you see, the leaderboard getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the scores getting larger and larger and larger. So watch. Pay very, very close attention to what is happening between Periscope and Meerkat, because I'm interested in which is the difference uh, in winning on that platform. Is it first in? Does Meerkat win because South by Southwest, they're not there? So lots of people in the tech sphere using Meerkat over Periscope because it's in beta. Or does being native to the platform matter enough? And I I wonder, just because people aren't using Twitter video, which they already have, not streaming video, just straight-up video. You can send video in Twitter natively, and not a lot of people are using it. And I don't know if it's just because they don't know it's there, or they just don't like it, so they don't use it. So I wonder those questions when we're dealing with Periscope and Meerkat. Do you use Meerkat because you've been using Meerkat and you don't necessarily care if it's native to the platform? Or are you going to switch? I do think that if you're in marketing of any sort, you should certainly try it. If you don't try Periscope versus Meerkat make the decision, you are doing yourself a disservice. You should certainly try it. I'm just going to be fascinated on which part of that equation, I should say, is going to win. And one last thing before I bounce for a uh, Monday. It is uh, Yik Yak talking a little bit about Yik Yak. And I, I'm talking specifically to parents. And, and this is not... Um, I, I've struggled all weekend how to do this, but I just will merely say this. I won't actually say what I experienced on Friday on Yik Yak. And I'm using Yik Yak on and off and trying to figure out what are the marketing applications. But more, I'm just observing and seeing how the users are using it. And uh, Yik Yak was at South by Southwest talking about how they want to become more like Twitter and yes, like, less like an anonymous app. And whatever tweaks they do to that will be fascinating to watch. But if you are a parent of somebody between the ages of, let's say, 10 or 11. Uh, well, let's say this. If you are a parent of a child who has a smartphone that, that they have provided and you're not on Yik Yak seeing what's happening there, may I take a moment out of my podcast to suggest that you change that? In fact, I beg that you change that. Not because kids won't be kids. Kids are certainly going to be kids. But it's important to know what platforms are out there. Just as important it is as it is in the world of marketing to know what's happening on the social platforms, on the digital platforms, in the ad platforms, what programmatic uh, creative is. You need to know all of those things, but you also as a parent need to know where your kids are and what they are doing and understand how they're talking. You'll never change what they're talking about because that's what kids talk about. It's what you talked about. It's what I talked about. But as a parent... You've got to get involved in what they are using and how they're using so you can talk to them on a level that they are talking. So if you have not downloaded Yik Yak to see what's happening there, may I please ask for you to take three minutes today and do just that, and let's talk about it. Uh, on polymathandvine.com or the mlivemediagroup.com, or you can jump at me via email if you like the old school email. It's just eric at mlive.com. Have a great week. We will talk tomorrow after I've had about 17 KBSs. I wish. I might just be able to get one. If I get one, chances are I will drink it tonight and I'll talk about it tomorrow.